This is The Space Shot, episode 45 for June 28th, 2017. Falcon 9 is go for launch. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On June 28th, 2015, SpaceX launched a Falcon 9 on what was to be the seventh resupply mission to the International Space Station. I was watching the live launch webcast like I always try to do, and I was enjoying a nice cup of coffee in my hometown with a few other people at my favorite coffee shop when this happened. Well, this is John Esperker back at SpaceX Broadcast Headquarters in Hawthorne. We have uh, lost the video from the vehicle. There was some type of anomaly during first stage flight. What we know is that the countdown was satisfactory. We did ignite the nine Merlin engines. We successfully lifted off of the Slick 40 launch pad at Cape Canaveral. We proceeded through the stressing events during flight, went through maximum dynamic pressure, and went supersonic. However, it appears something did occur during first stage operations. The rocket disintegrated in flight. Thankfully, there were no people on board, but it's still a distressing experience to see a rocket explode in flight. About a month after this failure, SpaceX issued a news update on their website. In clinical language, they described the initial findings in great detail. Quote, on June 28, 2015, following a nominal liftoff, Falcon 9 experienced an overpressure event in the upper stage liquid oxygen tank approximately 139 seconds into flight, resulting in the loss of the mission. This summary represents an initial assessment, but further investigation may reveal more over time. Prior to the mishap, the first stage of the vehicle, including all nine Merlin 1D engines, operated nominally. The first stage actually continued to power through the overpressure event on the second stage for several seconds following the mishap. In addition, the Dragon spacecraft not only survived the second stage event, but continued to communicate until the vehicle dropped below the horizon and out of range. The report goes on to say that the team was analyzing the data in the seconds leading up to the event. The SpaceX team spent, quote, thousands of hours going through the painstaking process of matching up data across rocket systems down to the millisecond to understand that final 0.893 seconds prior to loss of telemetry. The aftermath of this mishap left SpaceX in a position where they had to pause all launches until the issue with the overpressure event could be solved. Six months later, in December of 2015, SpaceX triumphantly returned to flight with the Orbcom 2 mission that delivered 11 satellites into orbit and saw the Falcon 9 come back and land at landing zone 1. SpaceX went from launch failure to making an historic first landing of an orbital class booster in six months. Just a few days ago, Eric Berger with Ars Technica posted an article that details how far SpaceX has come since the June 2015 mishap. I'll link to the article in the show notes, but here's something to chew on until you can read the entire piece. Berger writes that, Quote, by now we can begin to see how SpaceX will build enough rockets and have the capacity to fly out its manifest. Later this summer, SpaceX will have three operational launch pads and a fourth one in Brownsville, Texas may come online in late 2018. 
It has plenty of rockets in the pipeline when factoring in the company's recovery of more than a dozen first-stage boosters and the successful reflight of two of them. So far in 2017, SpaceX has successfully launched more rockets this year, nine, than in any previous year, and we're not even to the end of June. The article goes on to talk about how critics of SpaceX say that they're primarily a government customer when now that really couldn't be further from the truth. SpaceX is on pace to potentially launch more missions this year than they did in 2015 and 16 combined as long as they can keep up their launch cadence. Tomorrow I've got some more on the Shuttle Mir missions, plus Italian astronomer Angelo Secchi and his astounding contributions to astronomy. Thank you all for listening to the show. Producing a daily podcast does take a lot of time, and I'd love if you could take just a minute to leave a review or rating in Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think. It would be awesome if you would subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you know that loves history, space, or pop culture. If you're so inclined, you can ask me questions and chat on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix pretty much everywhere. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.